Moncrief on News Talk. Now, it's been a bit chilly this spring, which isn't great news for us humans, but awful news for frogs. There's been a massive die-off of frog spawn in some parts of the country. Frogs, it seems, could do with a little help. Collie Ennis is science officer at the Herpetological Society of Ireland. Good afternoon, Collie. Afternoon, Sean. How are you? Uh, so how do you know that things aren't going well for frogs? Does someone keep count? Yeah, well, as part of our research, ongoing research, we kind of go back to sites year on year just to check on numbers of spawn and adults that are spawning. And we had a great year for spawn, believe it or not. Like, there was a lot of it there. But what's happened is a kind of a mass failure. Um, a significant amount of spawn throughout the country and even over into the UK just didn't develop. Um, and it's it's... It's definitely one that we'd have to watch uh, further on down the line just to see if it's, if it's a once-off or if it's going to be a, a recurring problem. Yeah, and, and do you know what the cause of that would be? Would it have been that it just wasn't warm enough? The way, if it was a local event, you'd probably put it down to, you'd look for pollution, you'd look for kind of acidic water or some, something along those lines. But some of, some of this was happening with ponds that were literally metres from each other where one pond spawn would be fine and the other ponds would be complete failure. And what tends to happen with amphibians if, when it comes into their breeding uh, season, especially in the, in the cooler climates, if the males and the females don't cool down for a prolonged period of time, their fertility rates just completely drop because their reproductive organs don't kick into gear properly for the warming spring. So it could actually be the milder winters without a significant prolonged cold drop combined with a, with a, 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 a chilly spring. Oh. It's just knocking them out of kilter. Right. Yeah. So that's why we kind of want to get a, a, a grip on it to see if this is just a once-off, or if 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 it's going to be kind of a problem, going to have to deal with uh, further on down the years. How many different species of frog do we have in Ireland? Just the one, which ah. makes my job very handy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we've got the we've got um, one species of newt, one uh, common frog, and the natterjack toad. So we've one of each of the amphibians in, in Ireland, which is which is very handy. Right, okay. Now, the, the, at the same time, the, the people are kind of trying to help themselves uh, or help frogs themselves by, by kind of setting up mm-hmm. little ponds for them. How, how does one go about doing that? Yeah, well, people get very intimidated when they think of a pond. They think of something very grandiose, you know, that you'd need to dig up half your garden for. But fortunately for us, our native frogs really love basically puddles at the side of the road. They love these kind of small, shallow ephemeral kind of ponds that tend to dry up towards the end of the summer and that's because there's less fish in there less predators that are going to eat their tadpoles so they'll be gravitating towards these kind of areas and you can set one up in your garden very easily by uh, digging a hole out and putting a bucket in it or, or a plastic tub putting some rocks in some mud at the bottom some oxygenating plants and then just see who arrives. And if everybody was to kind of do this in a neighbourhood, you're forming a kind of a whole habitat there that if there's a wandering frog looking for a home or somewhere to breed in, they can kind of take up bread and spread from there. Right. OK, so you don't even need to put in the frog spawn. Will it just kind of arrive itself? Probably. Yeah. And ideally, you shouldn't be moving frog spawn because 
in the in the event of that we get a nasty disease that amphibians can suffer from and you move it from and it's affected one pond and you move it from one pond to another you're spreading that disease if that makes sense here mm. so we really kind of want the frogs to disperse on their own which they do you'd be surprised how many of them are around just looking for somewhere to to call home so the idea is really um to you know, just educate people on how they can do it and, and get them out and get and dig. In. And it's not just frogs. I mean, you're talking about everything from bees to dragonflies that are going to use these small little ponds and gardens and, and, and schools and wherever they want to put them in. And it really is a great help for nature. Yeah. And if you put in one of these things, then will you see them, the spawn grow into frogs? Absolutely. Um, when they show up and they spawn over the summer months, like in... In my back garden now, I've got a, a, a really uh, chunky population of tadpoles now. They're, they're just halfway through the development. In the smaller ponds, they actually tend to develop quicker because it's, it's slightly warmer, the water. It's not as, it doesn't take as much to heat up. So they'll develop very, very fast. And then towards the end of the summer, their front and back legs will appear. And then they'll hop off into your garden and start munching on slugs and, and bugs and uh, being a, a great gardener's friend. Okay, and where would they, um, you know, they go into the garden, have a bit of a dinner. Where would they go, tend to go <laughs> yeah. after that? Well, they'll hang around. They'll hang around in the vegetation, and they'll, they'll obviously they'll be feeding up over years, and then about three to four years later, they'll come back then to spawn, hmm. probably in the same place where they came from. So, if you still have your 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 mini pond there. They'll, they'll be back in because that would be like their home. And then some more adventurous ones will spread further and hopefully your neighbours or, or somebody close to you will have another pond and they can spread out their range there. And that's really what we're kind of pr- trying to promote. So, you know, it gives them more of a chance. So these kind of events that we recorded during the spring of this year won't as have as big an impact on them down the line. Yeah, uh, just a quick question for your colleague. Somebody wants to know uh, if uh, our one species, this is the common frog, comes in different colours. We have brown ones and green ones. Yeah, we're, they're, they're unusual for amphibians because they actually really are very varied in their colour. So you have everything from almost jet black to nearly bright orange and all the colours in between, oh. green and browns and, and mottles and um, somebody got a photograph of one in Slovakia there recently. It's the same species that we have in our country, and it was—it looked like a Dalmatian. It was nearly white with 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 black spots. So yes, yeah, they're very, very varied, and actually a really beautiful little creature uh, when you when you when you look at them. Collie, thanks a million for speaking with us today. That was Collie Ennis, their science officer for the Herpetological Society of Ireland. Moncrief weekdays at two p.m. on News Talk.